Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Rosecast. I'm your host, Tim Kennedy. With me, as always, Alex Bradford. Alex, how are you? Doing fantastic. How are you? Good. You're looking at me like, why is this guy introducing? Well, here's the thing, AB. The, you sh- the, a lot of new listeners, I'll put it that way, folks. Every <laughs> week, more and more folks coming in. They got to know, hey, who are these guys? I'll tell you. It's Rem and AB. AB. Yes, sir. Big. There's a lot of big off- Screen. I almost said off court. A couple of sports guys. We know how the court, you know, <laughs> been known to set a few pick and rolls. No big deal. A lot of off screen stuff came out this week. A, a lot, lot of news. stuff. I'd say four or five things. Normally there's nothing. This week we got four or five big. How are we going to hit all these? How are we going to hit them all? Yeah. We're going to hit them all. And we're going to knock them all out of the park. What kind of question is that? <laughs> I mean, are we just going to run through them like a newscast? Or are we going to, how you, how you, how are we going to spread them oh, out? We should have prepared a newscast idea would have been dope. <laughs> Get in the news. No, here's what we're going to do. AB. We're going to talk about them all at the end of the episode. A little something ah, called a teaser. Yes. Stick yep, around yep, yep. folks. Stick around. So with that in mind, let's get right into the episode. Let's do First, it. thanks for listening. Um, AB overall, would now last last Rosecast we complained that Nick jumped the shark effectively, basically turned that corner into I don't know how we feel about this guy too full blown. No one likes him anymore. Yep, and I think he went even he walked further down that road this episode. <laughs> didn't he? Didn't do anything to change my mind. I'll put it that way. If anything, I stayed even on him, which is. At the floor, I'd say. I, w- I think is the floor, but probably will not end up being the floor. Just so new people know, we're not Nick guys, okay? <laughs> just, a heads, just a heads up, we're not into this guy. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> uh, so the way, the way this episode starts, of course, is Nick moping on the beach with yep. our guy Chris. We are, we are Chris Harrison guys. I couldn't be more, uh, <laughs> more into a guy than I am Chris Harrison. The guy is fantastic. He had to come in to save the season, Rim, you know? He had, to, <laughs> he had to fucking peel the cucumbers off of his eyes, wipe the mud off his face in the spa, <laughs> and come down and save the season, because Nick's about to quit. Hey, uh, hold on. I got a little skit here I'm going to do. Uh, Mr. Harrison. Oh, yes. 
Miss Harrison, you got to work today. You got to work a little bit. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> That's how Chris that Harrison's day starts at noon. His, that's in his uh, gigantic suite. Uh, he's getting a massage in St. Thomas in his suite. What a life. All right. So we got we got Nick sitting on the beach. Chris Harrison. What's up, brother? What's going on? <laughs> Chris Harrison he talks like he can talk to anyone no matter Chris what. Chris Harrison scenario. is the person that can unite this country. If you, yeah. want, if you want someone to get both sides together in all of this that's going on in the world, Bring in Chris Harrison. He'll figure this thing out. At this point, AB, Chris Harrison probably knows Nick better than you or I know each other. Okay, <laughs> they, they've definitely been through more together. Oh, yeah. Nick is worried. He just sent Danielle L. home, the most beautiful woman in the world, with whom he had a great connection. So go figure. <laughs> just sent <laughs> Danielle L. home, having a nervous breakdown. He's worried that the same thing is going to happen with the remaining six girls. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's called not being able to fall in love because you're a scumbag. Okay, Bing, <laughs> there's your answer. Let's wash your hands and be done with this guy. Maybe <laughs> Chris Harrison asked him, are you ready to walk away? Ready to quit, bud? You going to quit, bitch? It's been like four of these. We're not going to put up with you for much longer. Can you please walk away? And he kind of he basically was like, yeah, a big, a big part of me. Not like a little part of me. A big part of me. I want to quit. Walk away. Morning after Nick's personal breakdown, A.B., we're back at the house. The girls bathing in their own tears in the aftermath. They're all kind of just staring off into nothing, Grim. They're just, I mean, they're just staring out the window, like, holding on to blankets, like, cuddled up next to each other on the couches, and it it looks like a travesty's happened in the house. This is the moment that it hits them, and they go, what am I, what am I doing? What am I doing (laughs) on this show? I left my job for six months for this, and the guy might not pick any of us. What am I doing out here? At this point, A.B., every girl in the house has to know that they're not marrying Nick. One of them might win the show, but they got to know none of them are marrying. Well, just hours after this insane crying session, in strolls Nick, dressed to the beach nines, mind you. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy dressed stays crisp. And he stays sharp. We got a couple bachelor group texts. One of our fellow dude friends thinks that his shorts are not cool or they're too short or he doesn't like the prints or whatever. Could not, could, Rim and AB could not disagree more with that take. The shorts are so on point, the perfect length, perfect prints. We've already said this. It's Nick, for all that we shit on him, we do have one good thing to say about him, and it's his beach wear, period. 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 Listen, you think the listeners are like, oh, these guys joking around. No, period. Facts. Facts only. <laughs> Talk to a regular schleb and ask them, what's the appropriate length for beach shorts? And whenever they say, lop off two inches, and that's the appropriate <laughs> length for beach shorts. Okay? Anyway, I took that note because these girls had either just rolled out of bed or were still in bed. Well, they've all been crying all night. <laughs> This is, I mean, like you said, they've wasted all this time. Some of them probably just had to quit their jobs to come on this show. Uh, and it turns out Nick stinks and they kind of got the the raw end of the de- of the Bachelor deal. Worst possible choice. Just so we're clear, everyone, they were not crying because they were sad they might not end up with Nick. They are crying because they didn't know what they were doing with their life. Just so we're all, let's just <laughs> put that clearly on this show. Like, you can't yeah. quit right now. It's too deep. Exactly. 
So Nick does his little speech where he basically says nothing. Uh, the girls are just waiting with bated breath to say, hey, get to the point, buddy boy. <laughs> he does. He says, now, I just want to make this clear. This is a lie. I'm quoting Nick here, and he's uh, lying when he okay, says this. Let's hear it. My relationship with Danielle nowhere near compares to the strength I feel in this room. My opinion, A.B., total nonsense. This was a Chris Harrison told him to say this to save the show <laughs> because we got advertisers who paid for spots for the finale. We can't cut it short. What do you got on this nonsense? And you're dumbass. I mean, listen, Nick, 150K is on the line here, bud. I mean, you you have some some money involved in this. You need you have obligations. You'd also probably get sued if you just quit. You can't quit. It's not an option, bud. So suck it up. I mean, sorry, you have to go on all these dates with these beautiful, amazing women. I mean, at this point, we're talking about how many does he have left? Five? So he has five, I would say, amazing women. Would you Would you agree? I mean, uh, any had, of these At that girls, moment, he had six. At that moment, he had six, five true keepers that anyone would be lucky to have. Yes. Yep. At that moment, he had six. And I, honestly, all six. I'm big fans of all six women that were remaining at this time. All the, the remaining girls were all relieved, I guess. They pretended like they were so relieved that Nick was still in it. They should not have been, okay? Best case scenario for them would be if he quit at that moment and they wheeled in a new backup bachelor like on a box <laughs> to finish out the season. Like when they changed moms on The Fresh Prince. They just brought in a new mom and just kept <laughs> it rolling. Without saying anything, they just bring in another bachelor. What I'm starting to know in a lot of the off the, you know, off the, behind the scenes stuff that's come out this season in particular, what I'm starting to realize is every single one of these women is in it for their own brand to uh, they're in it for a reason, every single person. And yeah. that's why they're happy that this is continuing because they have a chance to continue their brand. It breaks my heart. AB it breaks my heart. Cause for those that don't know, I, this is, I started watching this show. Well, not even a year and a half ago, whatever Ben Higgins. And I watched it. I got into it. Like, oh, I'll check this out. Make some jokes about it. Bought into it a little more than I should have, <laughs> a little too seriously, believed in true love, little bits and pieces here oh, and yeah. there. So to find that out, like as we did this week, it truly hurts. It truly hurts. Talk about questioning what you're doing with your life. Honestly, though, I don't think they're all like this. I think this is a special season. I can't remember it coming out where this many girls have little side things that they're coming on here for basically to promote i just like if you look at ben's season it just you don't hear from any of these girls again i feel like we're gonna hear from these girls because they're attention people uh the rest of their rest of our lives let's let's jump to what you're talking about then you're talking specifically about vanessa now vanessa <laughs> vanessa got the one-on-one -on -one date card they left St. Thomas, okay, in classic Nick fashion. He was like, let's just run away from my problems and go get drunk on another <laughs> island. So they left St. Thomas, and where do they go, A.B.? Bimini. Bimini. Now, raise your hand if you've ever heard of Bimini before Never. this. Never. Never. Why once. is everyone so excited? To, they're like, Bimini, finally. <laughs> like it's a common island. I mean, no one's ever been there. If you knew what Bimini was before this show... I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to prove that somehow because I don't believe you. All right, <laughs> AB, we're gonna we're gonna slander Vanessa here in a little bit, but I gotta tell you, when she ran up to Nick on that dock, jumped into his arms, kissed mm -hmm. 
She kissed him like a real girlfriend who hadn't seen her boyfriend in a long time. I felt it, A.B., for a brief <laughs> moment. Now, could that be because she's an actress, A.B.? <laughs> she is this, is this her is this the main event of Vanessa the life an actress you know her main scene that she's gonna put on you know she she's faking this whole time this is a perfect thing to put on a resume of an actress you know I tricked this bachelor into thinking I liked him and America fell in love with me as well god good that hurts let's let's get into it AB though Talk talk about what we're talking about and PTI this shit, all right? Break it down. Break it down. Vanessa Grimaldi has an IMDB page, all right? Straight up, okay? And she's <laughs> it came out, I'd say, this weekend. I don't know. Somebody must have been watching this TV show, but the TV show Blue Mountain State. Yep. I think it was 2010 or 2011. Yeah. She was on the show. AB, well, she, she barely had a role. Her role on this show, she's credited as girl. <laughs> That's it. That's her whole career. She might have been in one other movie a year or two later, but she she's only been in one or two things, and she has an IMDb page. This is not a good look for the girl that everyone thought was there, seriously, truly, for the right reasons. The girl that was eventually maybe win and whip Nick into shape and change this guy's life. Not a good look. What do you got on this, AB? I think that she's in it for the wrong reasons. I'm sorry. Is that it? That's what you got? That, change, that flipped <laughs> the switch like and changed her mind. It probably it. is a rat, Rim. If she is a, an aspiring actress, you know, five years ago, it's just a little fishy. That's the key, though, right? Five years ago. She hasn't been in the game for five plus years. You don't know that. Maybe she was in the game and she had to retire because she's now older. She's 30 years old. That's not a good age to start a career. But she's still doing her thing, looks why. I mean, don't act like she wouldn't She wouldn't be able to swing a few gigs here and there if she really wanted to, maybe. I think now she, she tried can. it. I Let me defend, okay, let me defend Vanessa. <laughs> okay. <right? laughs> Big shocker. <laughs> <Remember> <laughs> Vanessa apologist. She tried it out. She tried the acting thing. Maybe she knew somebody. Maybe she was just doing a favor. She didn't really want to get into the game. She's doing a couple <laughs> favors. She tried the acting thing, didn't work out. She didn't like it. She didn't wouldn't get many offers. Wasn't it wasn't where her heart was at. Her heart, A B, is helping other people, okay? As we know from her career. All right. So she's not in in life for money or fame or all that. So she tried acting. She said, I don't know, it's not for me. Five years later, you know, I really want to settle down and find somebody to love. I'm gonna try and go on the bachelor to find love. Okay? <laughs> That's it. She didn't pursue it that much. It's a little fishy that she didn't mention it. She could have said, you know, hey, I tried acting five years ago. It didn't work out. And, you know, here I am. Be a little more upfront about it. But I don't think this disqualifies her from being, I don't lump her in with the others now. And it's because I have a crush on her. <laughs> this is worse than anyone else. In my eyes. I'd say we're both right. <laughs> we're both right. I mean, Danielle M was in the music video more recently. All these other girls got sell tea on Instagram. My question is, everyone's always very skeptical. Oh, these girls are just trying to become actors, actresses and all that. Or actors in the case they of The Bachelor. Are. But, what, but sh give me one example of someone who started as a contestant on The Bachelor or Bachelorette who found actual success. It I mean, there's been hundreds works. of them by it now. It never works. That's the thing. But they do get relative fame. Like, these people are 
I mean, they're not mega stars or anything, but they are famous at this point and probably can do stuff based off their fame because yeah, they went right. on the like the top people. I mean, there's been a couple people that even turned it into stuff like, you know, the twins are getting a TV show now. All right. Stuff All like right. that. Hey, but I mean, point. there's there is a relative fame to being a part of the bachelor family and people know who you are and <laughs> it can family. it can turn into some i'm sure some lucrative opportunities for you that's right hey you listen you get a half million instagram followers you're but you're set exactly and i don't listen i don't blame her i don't even blame vanessa for this but she tried to come off as this really sweet girl who was there for all the right reasons and this is a huge red flag like maybe it is. it is nothing, but I mean, there's a probably a good chance it is. <laughs> she's trying to become an actress again. <laughs> I don't think she's trying to become an actress, but I can see her like hosting the Today Show, a show like the Today Show. You know what I mean? Like I can see Vanessa. So she's trying to become famous. That's sure, that's what I should. Fine, said. fine. I'm trying to attach some like nobility and <laughs> regalness to what she's trying to do. If she, I don't, I don't think she's just trying to be an Instagram hoe. I'll put it that way. That's me defending her because I'm giving up. Anyway, <laughs> these two AB back to the date, the actual show. Nick. These two are uh, instantly boat date because Nick has no creativity and he just kind of wants to work on his tan for the rest of the and season. He wants to see girls in their bikinis. No, I didn't even think of that. Shout Not out to AB, the old dirty mind AB. Listen, <laughs> as soon as they get on this boat, they start having a serious conversation. Mm-hmm. The only one like it on the on the episode, I'd say. Yep. Nothing worse than when you're dating six girls and one of them is in a bikini and y'all are alone on a boat and she talks, starts talking your ear off about bullshit that you're not trying to hear, like serious <laughs> life stuff. You could see it in his eyes. He was like, he was squinting. He was squinting because of the sun, but he was squinting because he was like, "Fuck this! I'm not trying to do this." Fuck. Uh, and obviously, he's drunk. They didn't show him drinking, but we know he was drunk. I mean, it was daytime, right? The guy was drunk. Absolutely. Vanessa says to the camera, "And this, this AB, in light of our conversation just now, this is when it really hit home for me. Okay, that she's faking this." I mean, I can't even believe she said this. Come on. She goes, Nick is someone I always hoped existed, but never thought I would meet. Vanessa, Nick's existence is very, very believable. He oh. is common. Right? <laughs> I, th- I thought the exact same thing. Nick is a very common. You mean you didn't expect to find an alcoholic uh, douchebag that is a womanizer? Uh, in With their mid no intelligence. I mean, there's probably there's millions of those people around. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> hey, also let's let's also keep in mind that Nick is not that good looking. Okay, you shave his beard and he's a two. All right, the guy's a deuce. All right, in more <laughs> ways than one. You know what I'm saying? Nice little pun there. I'm kind of gross, but it was good. I had to do it. Uh, time for Rim and AB's favorite segment, which is back at the house. All right, <laughs> AB, back at the house. We got Corinne whining about Vanessa, okay, which is no big deal. Talking to Rachel, okay, that's fine. Rachel, God bless her for putting up with this nonsense, <laughs> but she's talking to Rachel. Kind of, it, again, going back to my earlier in the Rosecast season analogy. Corinne is Donald Trump at this point, and the things she say says, they just kind of fall flat because she's already gone so far past the line that, like, nothing she says anymore. Prime example of this is when she rudely impersonates <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> and says... Way out of line. 
super uncalled for. Didn't even sound like her. Offensive. My my family is Italian, and we get together on Sundays, and we make pasta. That's kind (laughs) of rude, right? Like, out of line. She didn't do nothing to you, so... And then she caps it off with, and I'm a special needs teacher. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, Corinne. Chill. You know, you know Rachel's not trying to hear that either. She's, no. she's trying no. to get out of that conversation. All right, A.B., that was back at the house. We'll have another one of those later. Oh, Shout yeah. out to that segment. Love the cat. Love the bag. Love the room. Baby. Love the cat stuff. <laughs> we lo- I love when they... When they- cut out from the scene and you know they're about to take it right back into the house where two girls are being catty as shit i would prefer this show if there were no males on it at all <laughs> this would be way better if there were no bachelor all right ab vanessa and nick nighttime one-on-one day at what appears to be some sort of knockoff joe's crab shack i don't know if you <laughs> noticed that what do you got on this one-on-one big moment here vanessa tells nick she's fallen in love with him rim so you know what Nick does, Mister Mister Terrible Conversation, Mister Awkward Conversation, uh, guy that can't show his emotions. He for some reason like explains to her his past of saying "I love you," and then he explains to her kind of why he can't tell her that he loves her yet. Um, hey Nick, pal. Little little buddy from AB, the the Bachelor Sensei. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself in terms of the "I love you" deal. It's just kind of a known thing between contestants and the Bachelor. That's not something you have to talk about. You didn't have to do anything. You just had to. Once she said that, you just go in for the kiss, and then that's it. You don't say it. You go in for the kiss. Period. That's it. It's it's they a known kiss. deal. What you said to Vanessa made it so much worse. <laughs> it's, it's not. It is a known fact. She knew that you couldn't say it back to her, but the way you explained it made her know that you don't love her. He basically reminded her of how many people on the show that he has had intercourse with. <laughs> Just a, oh, FYI, I've done this like three times. Not impressed. Uh, also a bunch of women love me a bunch of women on this island also love me so pump the brakes here Vanessa I'm not going to say it just yet anyway you ready to head out <laughs> alright AB group date Corinne, Raven, Christina what do you what, would, what do you think they did on this island like if you were to just guess pull something out of your hat we got Nick the Bachelor a bunch of girls I think on an island I what could they do Nick got them to take their clothes off and then he would rub them down with lotion that's that would be my number one guess come on down <laughs> oh man that that kills me that I just botched the Price is Right song but you know what I'm talking about AB you're coming up to the stage you got closest <laughs> and by closest you mean you got the exact bid that's precisely what happened <laughs> Nick naturally a little tipsy already because it's daytime right so he's, he's been drinking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ladies need uh, you ladies need some sunscreen let me let me rub you down a little bit in the thighs no big deal <laughs> this motherfucker said go. inner thighs Inner thought. Now I don't know if that was some fancy editing, but he said it at he some said point. It. He <laughs> said it. I know that. There we go. That's the stuff. Yeah, right inner thighs. The guy is gross. If, if I would, if I were the boat driver, I would have punched him. I would have hopped off from the thing and went and knocked him out. Like, hey, stop disrespecting these women. It's a joke. When he was rubbing the inner thighs, I thought to myself, you know what? 
I might try out to be The Bachelor, if only to restore a bit of gentlemanly decorum to our national <laughs> discourse, AB. This guy is setting men back decades. It's not it's not a proper representation, and it's sad. He's, he's changing kids' lives. Little boys are watching The Bachelor out there, and they're looking up to Nick, and they're thinking, this is how you do it, and it's not. Son. This is not how you do it. All right. Sounds like they're going to go swim with the sharks here, AB. What you, hey, Rim, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> I, first thing, first, when I was watching this, I thought to myself, there's no chance Rim would jump in this ocean with these sharks. Zero chance. I have that as a note. As you know, AB, this would be a nightmare date for me. <laughs> that's, okay. that's one of the first things I thought about when they talked about this. A rim jumping into the open ocean with a bunch of... How, how is this safe? Nick doesn't really explain it. No one really explains how this is... A, how is this a thing? What's going on here? The girls ask all the natural questions that you what? ask about sharks and safety. We're going to be in Number a cage. One, will there be in a cage? No. Do they have any teeth? Yeah, they have teeth. That's it. Let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, can you can you shed some light on why these sharks aren't going to eat us, please? <laughs> can you shed some light? Please, Nick. Just a little bit. Maybe the secret is Rim getting a little better at the details. Rim got some details on this? They weren't anywhere near these sharks. I'd say they were a quarter mile from the closest shark. I thought they go could back see and them. run. Run AB, run, the, run tape? the tape back. You could never see a shark and a contestant in ah. the same frame at the same time. They okay. had close up video of sharks swimming around, and there was like a milk crate down in the ocean, by the way. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. Let's not litter, please, if you would, one time. <laughs> Though Bamini does seem like a trash heap. So maybe that's like a designated trash zone where you can sure. dump all your old shit. Anyway, <laughs> then when they showed them looking at the sharks, like, and then they'd pop up and go, did you see it? Did They sh they had to ask each other that because the sharks are so far away that they no couldn't even, it. no one saw it. Okay. Yeah. Mm, stay woke, folks. They weren't anywhere near the sharks. <laughs> the girls were still terrified, though, except for, uh, except for Raven, who claimed she would punch a shark in the face, Rim. Raven also said that sharks can smell fear, and I believed her, even though they don't have noses. Anything Raven would say about any sort of wildlife in any ecosystem, I would believe, because I know she's a backwoods, down-home girl that knows the wildlife. And I, tr I truly believe her. If a shark came up to her, she would punch it in the face. I, I didn't even... Th I, that wasn't a joke. She was not joking. I didn't bat an eye. I was like, yeah, I believe that, Raven. <laughs> Raven might have like a doctoral degree in like bogs or something weird <laughs> but she didn't go to school for it she just knows more about bogs than anyone else <laughs> in the country yeah you hit the nail on that if, if raven says something about wildlife it's true yep. right i thought it i thought it was interesting uh so christina gets a little scared jumps out of the water just like rim would do gets out of the water immediately would have never gotten in the water <laughs> well christina got in and then she jumped back out nick follows her out and is like consoling her while the other two just have to continue swimming with the sharks that's what the fuck nick maybe not only that the way he consoled her physically was a little uncomfortable it was unbecoming of a grown man a little too touchy-feely it wasn't a solo date there's again let's restore a little bit of decorum to this show <laughs> yeah you you often find yourself forgetting that it's a group date and there's a couple other girls that think they're dating him watching him do these things like he's rubbing a girl's inner thigh and his other his uh, other yeah. hand is probably rubbing another girl 
Whatever it may be, the gentleman. <laughs> the gentleman the gentleman bachelor pod. All right, you want to go to this group date nighttime? Yes, I do. Group date nighttime at the famous lo- and exotic locale of what appears to be just an empty room at the motel they're staying in. <laughs> uh, oh, quick. A.B., learn something about Nick in this moment. What's that? I had a great time today. I feel like I crossed something off my bucket list that wasn't even on my bucket list. Okay. Clearly, he has no clue what a bucket list is. No. This is the second or third time this season where he's incorrectly referred to a bucket list. (laughs) All right, A.B., I took a note here. It's uh, I just have Quagmire from Family Guy. Does that mean anything to you about this (laughs) perv? They, uh, he picks. I think I figured out his formula for who he picks first to go talks alone on group dates, and it's who's got the shortest dress. And he comes with, "You look stunning. You look uh, stunning." <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, who's he's talking to? Danielle. L. Let's talk about. Or no, excuse no, this me, is Christina. He's talking to to start the date. How weird was this? Ab. They started the first topic of conversation that she brings up for some reason. Misstep on her part was about how he had to send Danielle L. home, and then he starts crying about having to send home another girl, and then he cries into her shoulders. Yeah, and she's just like, just remember, you can't keep everyone. Just like, just a heads up, Nick, you dumb shit. You're going to have to do this a bunch more times, so maybe chill out a bit, not get so emotionally invested in these in these breakups. Hey, by the way, Nick, like you got you to gotta pull the big boy pants up here and do something. <laughs> you got to man up and make some decisions here. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, A.B., next person Nick pulls aside is Raven, who has inserted, who has taken over Alexis's role uh, kind of inadvertently as comic relief. Sure, Not sure. quite as funny. But Not she's as got funny. A, but she's got someone to her. She didn't take it too seriously. Raven dropped a little bit of a bomb here on Nick. She says, my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. Out of nowhere. Nick, ever the gentleman, ever the empathy king. Says, I'm sorry? Question mark? <laughs> his, I mean, his first question to her, this is all, so this is all he knows about Raven's dad. He was diagnosed with lung cancer. His first question, is he in, is he in remission? Bold question. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's dead. Okay. That's you a- need to tr- tread lightly here, buddy. <laughs> and then she says, He's good now. They'll be so excited to meet you. Boom. End of end of conversation. Instant makeout. That was it. If you're a good friend of Nick's, you better hope that tragedy doesn't strike your family because he's not going to know what to do. 
So quick recap of this group date, A.B. Nick can't keep his eyes or hands off Christina during the day. Chemistry seems like at an all-time high between those two. Nighttime, he cries into her shoulder, connects with her about essentially a broken heart, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> connects with her, cries. She liked it. Stands to reason that maybe Christina would be the recipient of this group date, Rose. Don't you think, A.B.? Obvious choice. Why did it go to Raven? I think it was a producer pick, Rim. She's got a very interesting hometown that everybody is wants to see. It could be anything down south. Like, what are we gonna? What are we getting into here? Something on right on the fucking river, you know, with alligators and shit going down. Is this going to be like a balling ass down south mansion? Could be that down south oil money type thing. Yeah. Uh, it could be anything with Raven. Plus. You get the feeling Raven's like one of them girls that their dad will fucking stick a shotgun right up in your mouth, right? <laughs> right on the doorstep. <laughs> right back of the neck. Right back of the neck. He'll sneak up on him right here, just <laughs> under your under your skull. Wedge it under, under, underneath there. <laughs> I got another point here, Rim, and I wish I could take credit for this, uh, but it was my actually my wife said it. I should have just taken credit for it and used yeah, it as okay. my she own thought and be the Bachelor Sensei. But she mentioned... You know, Nick's got kind of a, a type, Rim, and it's it's starting to come through. He likes dark-haired girls who also have very bold personalities and are badass chicks that don't play games. And that fits Raven perfectly. It does not fit the other two. If you look at Andy, if you look at, uh, what's her name? Doesn't if you matter. look at Andy, if you look at Caitlyn, those are two dark-haired girls Badass girls who put Nick in his place but don't take things too seriously. That's a good theory. If it were your theory that you came up with, I'd I'd say I'd be all in I on know. it. I know. But it's it's your wife's. You know he didn't get to choose Andy or Christina, right? Or that other girl, Caitlin. He didn't get to choose them. Those just happened to be the type of girls you're describing. But he did he did choose Caitlin, actually. He came on to the show. So he was one of those situations where he came after the show had started, those awkward situations where he comes and, like, asks if he can be on the show, basically. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's good. All right. Then I buy into it. I subscribe to that theory. Okay. Uh, yeah. So one of the more shocking Rose distributions on group dates that we've seen in a while. It's probably the most important Rose he's given out. It's the only guaranteed hometown you know, with that in mind, it probably should have been a bigger moment, right? Like, hey, there's three of you here. Mm-hmm. One of you is probably not getting a hometown date. And one of you is, that person is Raven? <laughs> okay, be uh, Danielle M one-on-one. Now, Danielle M was an early season favorite. She was your favorite after her one-on-one in the first my episode. Pick, my pick to win. Yeah, a lot of people's pick to win. She mm-hmm. had it all. She was within his age range, which yep. is a rare, was a rare thing on this show. Uh, <laughs> lived in lived in Nashville. Sweetheart, adorable, uh, full total pack neonatal nurse, total package. Total package. Uh, let's recap her one on one. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> She's boring. She's very, 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 very. Very boring, A.B. <laughs> Dreadful. Paint drying. <laughs> You're acting like she's t- she's like boring. She's boring for this show. I mean, that date they went on looked <sighs> like a fucking 
something out of Rim and AB's Saturday playbook. Go on a bike ride, <laughs> hoop at the park, uh, chill, drink some beers. That's that's Rim and AB. I mean, we would love to go on this date, but when it's Danielle and Nick, Rim and AB would have had a Rim and AB would have had a blast in Bimini oh, riding yeah. bikes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then throwing alley oops on oh, some kids. Oh yeah. All right, I like the way you look at that. Uh, she did say, she, this is when I knew I was fully out on her. She said, I am definitely falling for him, to the camera, of course, like 150 bajillion percent. Yeah, she was the most annoying person remaining, Rim. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as annoying, because if, if you're annoying, you got some juice. There's no juice here. I didn't like anything she said on camera. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's just come out and say it. Right? it <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I would I turned completely. I did a full one eighty on uh, on Danielle this episode. What was odd to me is they apparently have the same hometown. Yeah, but yeah. had nothing to talk about the fact that they're both from the same area of Wisconsin. Like, so that's uh, not a conversation point. So uh, we're just gonna go back to Wisconsin, or what are we gonna do on the hometown? And she's like, yeah, well, that's where I'm from, so. Yep. <laughs> yeah, where else would we go? <laughs> where did you think we were going to go? They have nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about, on the, and neither do we, A.B. If the no. people on the show aren't going to talk, neither are we. Moving on. Back at the house. <laughs> All right, A.B., back at the house. <laughs> here, comes, here comes the date card. Uh, A.B., when this date card shows up, did you notice anything kind of out of the ordinary? No, I did not. What What happened? Uh, Corinne was in underwear, boy shorts at best. Period. <laughs> you know what? I actually did notice, Rim. She was drinking champagne. Oh well, yeah, it was the daytime. Casually so. drinking champagne <laughs> while no one else was drinking anything. <laughs> this girl lives so lavishly. Like, who just casually is sipping on like champagne, like they would even even like drinking wine, just casual wine after after work. She drinks champagne at all times. That's how she stays hydrated. You wanna you wanna take you wanna take on this? I do. Champagne sucks. The taste of champagne sucks. It hurts your throat. It stinks. Champagne isn't good. Anyone who produced telling you they like champagne is wrong. If champagne tasted good, people would drink it at more occasions than just weddings. Strong take. This has been Spirits with Rim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Daniel, that was back at the house. <laughs> Basically, Corinne was in her underwear drinking champagne, and that was back at the house. Danielle M. Night Date. Now, there was actually, even though the, the two people involved are both boring in their own right, the Night Date did have some juice. What was the first thing these two talked about, A.B.? They kicked it off with some heat, some fire, some interesting juice. Uh, they talked about the date, Rim, that they just had just had finished. Did you, did you have fun today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. What, uh, what was your favorite part about today? <laughs> Nick has has six things that he says, especially this episode. He was, did you have fun today? And, our, uh, you know, he didn't even ask the girls about hometowns. He goes, so, hometowns. hometown's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> hometown's coming up. So, early in their conversation, early, this is how you know he's got, they've got nothing to talk about. Nick brings up her dead fiance. <laughs> It basically goes, hey, so have you ever brought any guys to meet your family since then? She's like, no. <laughs> my fiance, my, my fiance died. It was like a huge traumatic experience. Like haven't dated in years. <laughs> yeah, took me forever to get over, and that's why I'm in the 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 fragile mental state that I'm in right now, Nick. So. But but Nick, 
I'm starting to get out of that. I'm starting to have these feelings again because of you. Thank you. I'm starting to fall in love with you. Danielle spins a tragedy into excitement and hope for the future, like you just said. And at that moment, Nick realizes they're just friends. And he's willing to walk her out of that room. And you're, we're, <laughs> we're done here. And sorry about your fiance. I hope you find love in the future. Tap, tap. Can I walk you out? Good to see you. Nice try. Then he comes with the, the classic, you're just so great line. This shit was sad. I'll tell you that. This shit was sad. When she said not great enough, that shit, that shit had me going. I was. <laughs> she nailed that line. Okay? She really she did. Nailed that line. She nailed it. I believed her tears too. Like her oh, yeah. emotion after being kicked off seemed genuine. Danielle L wasn't really tripping because her IG was going crazy, but this <laughs> seemed real. And again, I think that might play into the age difference too. Like the girls who are 29 plus are a little more serious. We've talked about in the past. Oh, yeah. The girls who are 24 are like, okay, well I'll just be the bachelorette or I'll just be on the show again or I'll whatever. Just be on bachelor in paradise. No big deal. No big deal. She seemed a little too innocent for the show. You know, the other girls play the game a little bit. The other girls know kind of what's going on, angles and stuff. Daniel M was just like, just, I really like Nick. I'm so happy to be here. Like, that ain't good enough. You got to have yeah. an edge. Just happy to be here. Can't be just happy to she be here. She never had that juice. You said it all along. She just never had that that juice that Nick needed, that scumbag. He's not going to get the best girl here. And she was one no. of the best. All right, AB, are you ready for another huge ABC disappointment? Always am, Rim. I expect the worst, and it's usually worse than that somehow. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about build-ups that failed to deliver. You you talk about the Nintendo uh, Wii U, and then you talk about Corinne (laughs) seducing Nick. Those are the two things that were really disappointing. All right? (laughs) What do you got? Literally, since before the first episode, they were playing this scene on the previews. Like Nick's going to hook, and I was—they tricked me again. They tricked me because I fell, <laughs> I fell, I fell for this again. I was positive before last night that they were at least going to do some stuff that would get him into trouble. Maybe not go all the way, but some stuff. They were going to mess around, and it was going to throw this season into disarray. It wasn't a matter of if they were going to do anything. It was a matter of how far will how they far? go. How far are they going to go, and what do we know as the viewers? Oh, unbelievable. Corinne shows up to Nick's room. Nick, first mistake, lets her in instantly. And he doesn't just like, hey, come on in, flips on the lights, open the door all the way. He like sneaks her in, <laughs> keeps the <laughs> lights off, and like, just kind of like, yeah, slide into this room here. Hey, Nick, what are you doing? I was just having a bit of a nightcap. <laughs> Do people have nightcaps? Is that a thing? A couple <laughs> notes on nightcaps, baby. <laughs> All right. One, if you are A, actually having a nightcap, and B, call it a nightcap, we're probably not going to be friends. You're a weirdo if that's I'm having a nightcap. Rim, 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 is it time we start to ask the question, is Nick an alcoholic? Is it that time? Yeah, like, we're talking so. about this is a late night. He he had a date this night. It had to have been 11, yeah. you know, maybe maybe 12 by himself, like no TVs. They don't have any TVs or anything in, at these places. And Nick's just sitting around drinking. Why is he drinking? 
Like, why, like, ask yourself, truly, why are you drinking I alcohol? No, I didn't know nightcaps existed. I thought that was a thing for the movies. I didn't think people did that. No, it's it's not. No, we got to. Our guy, RJ, is a big nightcap guy. Right? <laughs> and he. And he calls them nightcaps, right? So nightcaps exist in two realms, one in movies and two people who think they're in movies. And <laughs> in, in both cases, we're talking like 1920s, 1930s, kind of East Coast. This is where nightcaps exist. Uh, of course, he instantly offers her a drink. Corinne goes, okay, I'll have a drink. Don't got to twist Corinne's arm. No. <laughs> Take something down. Pops a bottle of champagne. champagne. Pops a <laughs> new <laughs> bottle for this. <laughs> I mean, when you when you really talk about what's happening here, he opened a new bottle of champagne for this moment and then later acts like, oh, you know, this is a bad idea. You're the one who popped the champagne you bottle. Pop, you popped the sh- the sex champagne. Homeboy. Period. Come on. Period. Pop the celebration drink. He was feeling it all the way. These two feeling drunk it. idiot teenagers deserve each other. Right, Nick does not deserve better than her, and she does not deserve better than him. These two are destined for long term on and off relationship. Corinne takes Nick in the bedroom to hook up with him. We got full audio, which uh, when the full audio is going on, I'm thinking this is going to be better than I even imagined. This is going to be fantastic. AB, stay woke. I didn't buy the audio. I didn't buy it. It was too clear. It was 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 very clear. It was like it was they were clear. directly into a microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they said, like, all corny, cheesy-ass things. I I don't buy the audio. Like, he goes, I don't think this is the right... He goes, mm, I don't think that we sh- this is a good idea. And then she goes, oh, God. Like, it just seemed <laughs> something was off about that. You saying something might have happened in this hotel room that we're not being let in on? Oh no, I wasn't saying that. I'm th- I I don't know what I'm saying. I didn't buy the audio. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. I don't I, I don't think they're covering up for something worse happening. Okay. They wouldn't do that. They would they would put they that would out there. They do that. Yeah. Nick says, "You know, I've learned it's always best to wait." Uh fucking really, Nick? When did you when the fuck did you learn that? Did you just learn that? <laughs> when are <laughs> no, you talking about? AD. You haven't waited on any of the seasons or Anything we know about you, it it involves, you know, one night hookups. Getting it in early. Yeah, getting it in really <laughs> early. Yeah. Maybe Nick doesn't live in the world of normal people. He lives by the code of the fantasy suite. And the, <laughs> the code of the fantasy suite states, Article 1, Section A, once it's fantasy suites week, have at it. Do your thing. <laughs> and that's, that constitutes waiting. <laughs> Uh, AB, what do you got on how Corinne is able to walk in these 14-inch heels? Did you notice how she went out the regular push door instead of the automatic door? I did notice fully that. Open? Well, that's how you knew she was completely <laughs> mentally flopped by what had happened <laughs> in that in that uh, suite. Uh, she Nick turned her down. She was she didn't know where to go from here. That's her that's her go to move. It didn't work, and you know. Corinne would never push her way out of a door when there's an automatic door available. By the time she realized those were doors, it was too late. She had committed <laughs> to the other. She committed to the push door and just <laughs> no saving face at that point. All right, let's uh, let's run into this Rachel and Nick one on one. The big thing here was Nick wanted to. Know, well, first off, especially after the Daniel M day, it was stark contrast 
to how a flowing natural conversation should work between two adults. Absolutely. I thought they I thought they had great conversation even though they were talking about serious stuff. I In this case, how terrified Nick is of meeting Rachel's parents, particularly her dad. Oh yeah. It comes out that Rachel's never brought home a white guy rim. I liked that she brought that up. He didn't ask. She brought it up, and I liked how he handled it. It was a good conversation. I like he took these it in stride. Two. I like these two together. The times I like Nick, it's when he's with Rachel. Every other person he's with and all other times of Nick, I despise the man. But when he's with Rachel, I'm in. AB, I'm expecting next week, Hometowns, to be kind of like Guess Who. Is that racist of me to say that <laughs> I'm expecting it to be, to be like this movie with Bernie Mac and uh, Ashton Kutcher? Uh, no, that's... that's perfect uh, analogy and she's making her dad out to be this I mean he's a judge right so he's gonna have yeah. he's gonna be like an authoritarian figure yeah. that Nick is nervous about meeting hilarity's gotta ensue here. <laughs> how could it not AB did you notice something weird this late in the episode where's Vanessa Vanessa hadn't been on screen since her date she wasn't in the house she wasn't on the group date. Hmm. Vanessa was conspicuously absent. I didn't even notice that, Rim. I noticed it. I said, where the fuck is Vanessa? Because <laughs> I'm always keeping tabs. Well, I found out through a little birdie told me, Rachel and Vanessa got into a big fight. Really? And everyone in the house sided with Rachel. So that's why every time they'd cut to the house oh. or they'd cut to somebody going home, you saw Rachel with everybody else, but not Vanessa. Really? Nowhere to be found, Vanessa. Now, they didn't show any of it because, as we all know by now, Rachel's an ex-bachelorette. Yes. They want to keep her in a good light. And Vanessa, you got to think at this point, is, the winner. is either going to be the winner or the second person, like the sympathetic loser. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep them both in a positive light. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It all, hey, connect the dots. Connect the dots. That all Amy. matches up. It matches up. She was, if you watch the show again for the third time, <laughs> you won't see Vanessa for the second hour of the show. And they're, they go back to the house all the time. And they're, yes. everyone else is talking in there. Yes. Very bizarre. Wow. Good info. Yeah. Thank you. Little little uh, Padawan. Uh, <laughs> we got Nick talking to Chris Harrison. He, Nick has eliminated Daniel M. There's five people left. You got a roast ceremony scheduled to eliminate the fifth person, mm -hmm. so they can get it down to hometowns. Now Nick is a wuss, so he doesn't he he chooses to forego the roast ceremony. So in his mind, he's not a wuss. He's an idiot. Sorry, I misspoke there. He's an yeah. idiot. In his mind, not having a roast ceremony spares the girl from the embarrassment of not getting a rose. Right. Well, the thing is, Nick, your solution to this problem was going to surprising the girls at the house and going and breaking up with one of them again in front of everyone in a more emotional way so that there's just a cry fest after you walk out the door. <laughs> it's time to talk about this, Rim. The ginormous mistake Nick is making all season long. He thinks he's doing this honorable thing where he's going in and he's, as soon as he knows that he doesn't like the girl, he's going to let them go right away and he's not going to put them through the rose ceremony. But let's just look at it from the outside rim. So you're a bachelorette girl, or you're a bachelor girl. 
you're coming on, you know there's a good chance you're going to leave at one of these rose ceremonies. So you're preparing yourself before rose ceremonies. I might go home. Like, how am I going to act if I go home? Instead of giving them this opportunity where they possibly think, you know, that they're expecting, he completely blindsides every single girl he's letting go. It's been like five (laughs) or six girls in a row where he's completely caught them off guard how are you doing them any favors how is this a situation that they're going to rather have than doing it at the rose ceremony where they just find out about it they're in this dress they have all their stuff packed they're expecting someone to go home they know someone's got to go home their time could be coming and then they hop into the van and they dip out instead nick is throwing them throwing the spotlight on them completely shocking them and you're getting actual like real breakup like these are real breakups that are shocking these girls how is this a better situation for them nick you dumb piece of shit it's so much so much worse it's so worse it's so much worse he's catching them completely off guard repeatedly they have no idea at any given time of the day, Nick may show up and kick you off the show. You're never safe. <laughs> you, t- you know, there's two prongs to that great argument. It, the first is mental. Obviously, it's mental warfare. He's terrorizing <laughs> them. They're always scared of going home. And the second thing is logistical. The rose ceremony, your bags are packed. And you're yeah. like, if you get eliminated, you are literally whisked to the airport. You're gone. <laughs> like within 20 minutes, you're at the airport. You're gone. And then you deal with it privately. Yeah. Okay. When they, when they did this, the way Nick does it is you have to deal with it publicly in front of everyone. In front of all you your cry friends. cry your eyes out. And Nick, it's the daytime. Okay. So you can't hide from anything. And yep. then you have to pack your stuff. <laughs> you have to pack your stuff. <laughs> You have to go through all your clothes and fold them and pack them while you're crying, while your friends sit in the other room knowing that they're not going home. It's preposterous. Not to mention, Rim, how can you fall in love with him? He's actually, he's he's sabotaging his own fucking season here. How can you fall in love with him Not when you're watching all these girls who you think have good relationships and they're just going home whenever the hell he wants? It's not following any sort of flow. You're always on edge. No one's going to fall in love with this guy. And that's kind of why I I marked down a couple times. It seems like these relationships are so far behind past seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette going into hometowns. I don't think he has any very good relationships right now. No, he, he has none. He doesn't, he doesn't know anything like, about any of them. They've had really no good conversations with any of the people he has. Yeah, all true. All fair. All true. This is a bad, bad, bad season. This is this guy. I haven't seen all the episodes, but this guy's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of Worst Bachelors. He's got to be. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about Christina. She was fabulous. Uh, she didn't. She was pissed and more power to her for being pissed. She said, you didn't give me a fair chance. And then Nick's reasoning was like. You know, things change at hometowns. They change drastically, and they change that much more during Fantasy Suites Week. Gah, dude, quit being such a skis for one minute here. <laughs> AB, I have a question about this. 
is that a no-no to to openly discuss the concept of fantasy suites before they occur or even like is you know like fantasy suites to me is like unspoken it's stuff it's an unspoken right? thing that everyone knows happens but no one talks about it and it should be that way yes i mean decorum <laughs> folks a tiny bit of decorum okay that was weird when he said that and then of course his classic breakup line which is I, I'm breaking up with you, you're, but you're amazing and like unbelievable, and I can't believe I know you, and I'm so grateful that we got to know each other, and you're the best. Like she's not trying to hear, it, especially not Christina, who crawled from goddamn Ukraine to be on the show. Christina did not let a tear run down her face, though, Rim, like a true Russian OG. She was not <laughs> gonna let you see her. Not in front cry. of Nick. She was not gonna let Nick get her down. No, yeah. sir. No, not seeing. Obviously, she lost it in the car. Lost it in the car and in front of the girls, obviously. <laughs> but in front of Nick, mm-mm. I have like a dumb guy question for you. Okay, I don't understand the dynamic of. I know later in the season, these girls are all good friends. I don't understand the dynamic of them all like huddling around each other and crying when one gets sent home. I mean, if you're really, really, really in it for. The Bachelor, if, for Nick, I mean, you. why are you faking like you're sad that you have a better shot of ending up with a person that you supposedly love and want to marry? I think this goes back to what we were just saying, that he doesn't have that many good relations. Like, none of them have very strong relationships, so we haven't gotten to the point where they are all jealous of each other yet. We haven't even got to that point. When they, when they get the date cards of who's having the date and they announce who the girl is, the, all the other girls, like, hug her and act like they're and they're genuinely happy for her, that girl. Once they reach the jealous point and the emotions and the, you know, the relationships start getting deeper, that stuff stops. But we haven't even got to that point of this season yet. So they all are genuine friends right now, and they aren't jealous of each other because they don't have any good relationships with Nick. Folks, Rim and AB, we like to have fun with the show, make some jokes here and there, but I gotta say, there's nothing better than when AB is locked in and ready to go <laughs> to make to make salient points about The Bachelor, the real, the reality of The Bachelor. God. Historical knowledge, Bachelor Sensei, <laughs> <laughs> period. Uh, all right, AB, big, big shocker at the end of the episode. Who do you, I, I, I think I know who shows up only because someone texted me. But who do you what do you think who do you think shows up to surprise Nick before they head off for hometowns? It's a it's a brunette rim. I have three people that I think it could be. All right. Give me least likely to most likely. The first person I thought is Liz. Oh. I don't know why I thought that. I just thought it kind of looked like her from they just show the backside with her hair. Um, I don't think Liz would have anything to add to the moment. Though. I agree. Like no advice or anything. The only other person, I mean, it could be Danielle, possibly. That's another person I no. thought it might be. The other two were Caitlin and Andy, but I don't think they would be it either. I don't know who. I have no clue who it is. I don't think it's Danielle. The legs didn't match up. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I think it's Andy. But that's only because I don't know who Caitlyn is. I thought it looked like Liz, but then I thought it might be Andy or Caitlyn, one of the two Bachelorettes. And they've come to talk some sense into this dumbass. But that doesn't really make sense either, because they hate his guts. 
And he doesn't seem mega surprised when he opens the door. He might be too dumb. It might take his brain neurons <laughs> a little faster to comprehend what's going on. But he just opens the door. He's like, oh, what's up? So I think it's Andy. You think it's Andy or Caitlin, but you're not sure. It'll probably end up being just some throwaway person, you know, like his sister or someone, you know. Yeah, fuck. That's that's what, it, what it's gonna be. It's it's Maybe. not Somebody going we to don't be know. something juicy like what we're saying. It's going to be someone lame. It's gonna be. I mean, he has what does he have? Like thirteen siblings. It's gonna be one of his sisters. No big yeah, deal. Shit. Yeah, that's it. Sisters. Yeah. Sad. All right, AB. Quick uh, power rankings. We have Rachel, Vanessa, Corinne, and Raven left. They're all going to hometowns. Give me your top four. Well, obviously. I'm picking Rachel as the last because I know she doesn't win. Uh, I am picking <sighs> Raven number three, Vanessa number two, Corinne number one. Okay, I'm picking Rachel four also. Mm-hmm. Raven three. Yep. Corinne two. So just flip flop one and two. Vanessa one. Yeah, Vanessa one. I still think, okay, so like we we eliminate Rachel for obvious reasons. Yep. I think he will come to his senses on Corinne and realize I was in high school when this girl was born. And I think, I don't think, I don't see it with Raven. I've never seen it with Raven. I understand why people like Raven the person, but I don't see it with him and Raven. I'm stunned that she made it this, like think about the girls he sent home already and Raven gets a hometown. Well, I was, I was in on Raven. Me. I was in on Raven. I don't see it with these two, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he sent home Danielle L., Danielle M., and Christina over Raven. That's crazy. I was shocked that Christina was getting let go, actually. Oh, yeah. Because we because right before the episode aired, we all found out that Rachel was the Bachelorette. So we're like, okay. She's gone. She's obviously going home this episode. So it was, it was, it was shocking to me. Let's talk about that, A.B., the big news broke before the episode this week that mm-hmm. Rachel, it was official. It wasn't like no. spoiler shady website. It was like ABC wanted legitimate outlets like Hollywood Reporter and Variety. So they wanted this news to be out. Number one, why do you think they leaked it so early? And number two, how, how, how is Rachel still on the show? I mean, the only explanation I can come up with, Rim. It's it's honestly has to be it is that they found out that it was about to leak. Maybe from a different media source that they aren't affiliated with and they wanted to get the news out first. That's what else could it possibly be? She's still on the show. It ruins, you know, she's going home. So hopefully she's not one of the final two because that would ruin the whole season. Oh, yeah. There's no hope she's going home this episode. A.B., so we are uniquely positioned to discuss the first black anything on Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yes, we are. I want to know. I'm going to go ahead and say that you're probably the only black male Bachelor podcaster in America. I think that's probably <laughs> just numbers-wise, I'm going to go ahead and confirm that. A.B., I want to know what you think. We've been talking about her as a potential Bachelorette, and it's really happening. Are you in? Are you excited? And how do you think it's going to go? I am very excited. I'm also, you know what's interesting, Rim, is the cast that she's going yes. to have. It's, is it going to be, you know, because we've had all these white Bachelor and Bachelorettes, and, you know, it's 
sometimes 95% white contestants. <laughs> is it going to be, is it going to reverse now that we have a black bachelor or bachelorette? I imagine no. No. <laughs> on, behalf of, on behalf of the white delegation, hard no on that. But <laughs> the interesting thing to me is not whether it will be flipped. Because let's face it, America, the, the masses in America are not going to watch a majority exactly. or almost entirely black. Exactly. Bachelor. I mean, that shit didn't even survive on BET. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to happen on ABC. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know if it's going to be even m- mostly like a plurality of black contestants. I don't, I, that's, I don't think so. even that's hard for me to believe. I think it's going to be mostly white guys. I do too. Um, second, let's rank how many people will be on rank the ethnicities by representation. I'll go first. White 60% black 30%. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's 90 already. And then 10 other. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yep. I agree. That's a good, good breakdown of the percentages yeah it's gonna be interesting that's for sure i that's probably the most she's gonna be fabulous her energy level and her she understands kind of the game is self-deprecating a little bit Mm -hmm. she knows how to perform i'll say she's gonna be amazing the ethnic makeup of the contestants to me is going to be something to watch i'm excited to see it it was i mean it's me too they had to do something with all the talks ABC has been getting over the past like year or two about the lack of diversity on The Bachelor. And I don't know even if I don't know who really was calling for it, but it was overdue. You know, devil's advocate, the more people talk about how there's only white people on your show, the longer you do that. Well, then when you finally come around and it's have a is. black bachelorette, it's the talk of the town, yeah. right? If they would have done it 10 years ago or five years ago, nobody gave a shit. Yeah. So we're in on Rachel. I'm in on Rachel. I'm very excited for her season. Like you said, I think she's going to be a, a tremendous bachelorette. Remini B, host of the Rosecast, formerly ranked. People forget that we were ranked on iTunes for a while. Fully throw our full support, unequivocal endorsement of Rachel for Bachelorette. All in on that season, just what the show Absolutely. needed. After a dud bachelor and a dud bachelorette, people forget. Jojo stuff too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited. Now there's juice. We talk about juice a lot. Now there's juice back in this franchise, and I I couldn't be more excited for it, folks. Thank you for listening. That's all we have today. I I feel like this is going to be a mega long episode. So if you made it this far, we very much appreciate it. Please subscribe on iTunes if you have not already. If you have a couple free minutes, would wouldn't hurt to also maybe give a rate and review on iTunes. There's instructions in the description of the episode too. If you're interested in that, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you to all the people who have. Always fun reading nice reviews. AB. Absolutely. I don't know about you. I like to I like to see what people have to say. Hey, also if you have bad stuff to say, tell us that too. But just make sure that there's five stars. <laughs> Put whatever words you want. <laughs> just make sure there's five stars. Anyway, well, hey, until next time. A couple more episodes left, AB. We're almost through this hell of a journey, and I can't wait to travel this road. Big analogy, guy. Can't wait to travel this road with you and the listeners. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Rosecast. (laughs)
mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.